Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Happy Monday to you, Queen. This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day. And as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. I trust that you all had a beautiful weekend and that you've spent some time bringing joy to yourself. We call that joy pampering. Yep, it's when you do those small, simple things that put a smile on your face, that gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling in your spirit. And joy pampering is something that we have to do all the time to take care of ourselves. We've got a great show coming up for you, but first, Let's go ahead and go to the Heavenly Father in prayer. Oh, God, thank you so much for allowing us to wake up this morning and to have another day to accomplish our business dreams and goals. Bless us, oh, Lord, as we pursue being queens of our empires, queens of action, and queens of leadership. Let us not procrastinate on our business goals and tasks that we have set forth, but be steadfast. Let us be unmovable, Lord, and unshakable. We ask for a special blessing over all of those women at this time, Lord, that might be struggling with debt, feeling alone, isolated, and just not sure, Lord, which way to turn. Let them know, Father, that they are not alone. Give them the inner peace and strength. Send the angels to them, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit fill and warm them up, Father. Hear them, O Lord, as they cry out for your name, for help, dear Lord. And send resources and send us, dear Lord, those of us who love you, dear Lord, and are willing to bless the lives of others and follow your directions. We thank you for all that you have given us, and we embrace and accept all of those blessings that are coming our way. Father, as always, I thank you so much for a successful woman radio. Thank you, dear Lord, for allowing me to stay on the air live for more than 13 years now, and I'm just so grateful, Lord. Father, I pray that you give me a ready recollection of words and resources to share with our listening audience. We ask these in all, Father, through the name of Jesus Christ, your son who died for us, Father. We thank you so much for him. In Christ's name, amen. I trust again that you all had a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And guess what? I am praying that you are ready to be extremely productive this week. We have a great show lineup for you, of course. Our theme all this month of February at Successful Woman Radio is falling in love with business. So I'm very, very excited to talk with you today as our subtopic coming up a little later on in the show, spice up your business with ideas and innovation. Yep, I'll be sharing with you things and ways you can use to spice up your business and to make some things happen. I am so excited 
also about sharing some upcoming things that are going on over at Women About Biz. So all of these things are coming up. Let us go ahead and reflect and look at the seven questions of business leadership. Yep, we've got seven questions this year, right? And so I want to go ahead and start with number one. Will I commit to preparing my mind for greatness each morning this week? Yeah, preparing your mind for greatness is very powerful, and it's something that uh, we have been advocating and teaching at Women About Biz, our main, um, our main company, for a very long time. Now, this is the process of using the combination of prayer, self-belief, customized affirmations, personal power, and unshakable faith to keep yourself strengthened and guarded against anything that does not enhance your life. Now, this is something that has to be practiced first thing in the morning, every day, and even throughout the day, especially when you're dealing with many challenges and obstacles to get that full effectiveness, okay? And so again, one way to make a commitment to yourself about this is go ahead and put preparing my mind for greatness as an actual event in your calendar. So, you know, if you wake up at 7 a.m. or if you wake up at 6 a.m. every day, then, you know, you may want to put around 6.15 or so preparing my mind for greatness and set it as a recurring Event. So that way it will always be there to remind you, right? Here's number two. Am I effectively balancing passion and profitability in my business? So this is all about reflecting on whether your business aligns with your personal passions while also being um, financially successful, right? Consider how you can enhance the profitability of, uh, of your business without compromising the aspects that bring you joy and fulfillment. You know, I want to stop right here, and as a side note, just share with you that I think um, sometimes we pay attention to the words that describe what we want to feel. We pay attention to what others are saying out there about working from home and life and flexibility and travel and all of those things. And many of us, most of us want a piece of that, right? But it takes more than desiring to have a piece of this this flexible lifestyle that we hear other experts talk about. It's going to require work. It's going to require commitment, and there's no such thing as just setting up a business and then uh, hoping that it gives you that flexibility, hoping that it gives you that balance. And so it's really time for us to play tough love, even with our own selves, when it comes to balancing our passion that we have for our business and also generating that income. Yep, I'm talking to too many businesswomen, and I'm hearing those that familiar phrase, well, I just want a little bit of money, or as long as it makes a little bit of something. You know, just it, it's almost as though you don't care about the business. That's what I'm hearing. It's almost as though generating the income is just not enough. And so I want to just clear it up right here and now. Listen, if you want to have a business that helps people and you want to give things away and you want to do it basically at no cost and you really don't want to pay attention to uh, generating any income, then, you know, 
resolving your mind that it's just a hobby, okay? It's just a hobby. And don't worry about marketing and all of those other things that we teach here at Successful Woman Radio. And guess what? We're okay with that. I am not being facetious. I am not being sarcastic with this. I'm being very open and honest with you because when you birth an idea to start a business, you have to go full throttle. You have to go all the way in there. There is no such thing as straddling that fence or uh, or sometimes you'll work on your business or sometimes uh, you will be serious about your business. Passion isn't like that. When you have a passion for something, it means that you have a love for it. It means that there is a deep-rooted feeling that you have, and, and it also gives you that warm fuzzy because you're at excited about that, right? And so when you are balancing your passion and your profitability, it simply means that you, although you are passionate, you are also serious about being the entrepreneur of your business as well. So I want you guys to reflect on what I'm saying with this, okay? Let's move on to number three. How can I strengthen my online presence and marketing strategies? Well, Long gone are something called the yellow pages. As a matter of fact, if if you're probably in your mid to late 20s, you may not even know what the yellow pages are. Isn't that interesting? It's become that obsolete. But we used to have the yellow pages. When I was coming up as a young woman, you know, uh, the the phone company uh, used to put out the yellow pages and you would go to the yellow pages to get a business services and different things. And so, yes, all the businesses would flock to advertise in the yellow pages, even if it was a small ad, uh, or they would want to be listed, right? And so, of course, in the yellow pages, they had where you could pay for a simple listing, or you could do an ad, or even later on, you could do color ads in the yellow pages. And they were, they were very as right? So not many people compared to the number of people in business actually utilize the yellow pages and they tried to find other ways to do it. And guess what that other way was? That other way was networking. It was getting out there and through word of mouth, spreading the word about your business and what you do. And then of course came online, the internet in the nineties. And so again, um, now the yellow pages are obsolete, right? And now what we have to look at is we have to look at, you know, how can we strengthen ourselves online? How can we get a piece of the online pie? And listen up, you you know, one of the things that we've got to understand as micro business owners is that uh, things are not the same even on the internet anymore. We're getting squeezed and closed out a lot by the larger companies that are spending now millions of dollars. It's no secret, you know, most large corporations, as a matter of fact, probably about 65 to 70% of all of their marketing budget is going online. And Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and many other um, online spaces are wanting a piece of that pie, right? So they are catering and, and looking at um, servicing those bigger companies for that larger piece of money. So what can we do? Well, the one thing that we do have to do is learn how to brand ourselves and to become separated from all of the noise that's going on. 
So you need to assess your current online presence, including your building, your mailing, the building of your mailing list, your website, social media, and marketing efforts. Enhance your visibility with uh, videos, with free offers and guest interviews to connect your target audience and effectively communicate the value of what you are offering. But this is something that can't be done every other week or every other month. This is something that has to be consistent. We all have to remember that we as consumers are being bombarded with thousands of pieces of information every single day. And once you click and open your email, you're going to have a, you know, just a huge amount of offers of things trying to capture your attention. Now, email is still considered one of the number one ways to communicate with individuals online, but not just sending people emails uh, that and they don't even remember who you are, what you do, or they didn't even ask to be on your mailing list, right? That's not the way you do it. These days, you've got to have opt-ins. You've got to get people to opt-in and ask to be put on the mailing list, even if it's 20, 30 people. There, that will be more effective for you than a 1,000 people that you added that never asked to be on that mailing list, okay? Now, remember, also, it's against the law to add anybody to your mailing list unless they specifically have requested it or unless it is a part of some membership package or structure that they have agreed to. Now, this is very, very key because the U.S. of A. is coming down strong now on online businesses, and they are, uh, from my understanding, that a little birdie told me they're even coming up with a whole new division similar to the IRS, but specifically for online um, commerce to where they are going to be tracking it and they are going to be stomping down on small businesses that are not abiding by the rules. So I want you guys to pay close attention to that. Keep in the know about what's going on online. Here's number four. What learning opportunities can I pursue to enhance my skills? Yep. As the CEO of your business, continuous learning is a part of your responsibilities. Identify areas where you can expand your skills, whether it's related to your product, service, marketing, or even your technologies that you are using. Look for online courses, networking events that can contribute to your personal and your professional growth. Now, I know some of you may be saying, but if I plan on hiring a virtual assistant or if I plan on hiring someone to manage my social media, why do I need to know about it? Okay, so here's the thing and what we all need to understand as CEOs. You may not need to actually implement the task. Sure, you can hire somebody else to implement the task, but if you don't understand the very task in which you're asking someone to, to do, then how do you know how to hold them accountable? How do you know what to look for in the, in the follow-up process? You really don't, right? So you still have to know about what makes your business tick, right? You still have to know about social media. You still need to understand the makings of a funnel and what that actually means. You still need to understand the process of generating a lead and how that is going to work. As a matter of fact, you need to be the one that creates the steps of the funnel 
and pass it on to someone to implement for you. So again, there's many, many learning opportunities that will come before you that you need to be taking advantage of. And then you also need to look at your goals for the month. Is there anything that's going to present itself as a challenge because you don't know how to do it or because you are not in the know on it enough that you've got to research that information and figure that out. So again, this is how you manage bringing on new skills. You can't do everything all at once. So what you have to do is pay close attention to what your goals are for the month. Ask yourself, are there any skills or anything that's coming up for the following month also that I need to uh, get in the know on and that I need to strengthen my skills on. And those are some of the things that you need to be doing, right? And so again, learning opportunities are very important. You can't dismiss them. This is a part of being the CEO. Number five, what will I do to hold myself accountable to my business goals this week? Okay. Now, Queen's personal accountability is a cornerstone of your success, right? Now, you've got to take a proactive approach to set clear, achievable goals for your business each week. This is very important. Now, you're getting those goals, and, and, and where, where, how are you setting those goals? You know, where did it come from? Well, if you remember, if you're practicing the vision hierarchy, then when you set goals for the month, you're breaking it down uh, by weeks. And each week you should have a goal that you should be working on. And then that fourth week is cleaning up and um, completing anything on your task list to support those goals that you didn't get done. So again, how you hold yourself accountable is simply by, you know, taking your goals developing the tasks that go along with those goals, right? Because for every goal, there has to be a number of tasks in order for that goal to be completed. And then you need to be able to check off when something is done. This is how you hold yourself accountable, right? And so again, you've got to be proactive in doing that. I know in our goal setting program at Women About Biz, one of the things you have is a weekly review worksheet. And that worksheet helps you to stay accountable to the goals that you have actually set for yourself. So regularly check in with yourself. Assess your progress and make adjustments as needed. Consider, consider leveraging tools like productivity apps, your calendar, setting up an accountability system um, that you customize for your own self, right, to ensure that you're staying focused and motivated, right? By consistently holding yourself accountable, you'll foster discipline and drive, uh, which is so important. That's what you're looking for. And this is what's going to allow you to have that more flexible lifestyle that you are looking for. Here's number six in the seven questions of business leadership. Am I prioritizing self-care and well-being in my entrepreneurial journey? Oh, this is important. Why is that important? Because running a business can be very, very demanding, and self-care is often overlooked by most women. 
So it's important for you to assess your work-life balance and well-being, right? You've got to have that time that you're taking care of yourself, not just taking care of yourself externally with getting um, your hair done, with your nails and your skin, but you've got to look at internally as well, okay? You've got to assess how do you feel? Have you had your physical? Have you had your pap smear? Have you had your mammogram? Um, Are you drinking enough water? Because, you know, water supplies oxygen to the cells of our body. It is the very life force of who we are. The majority of our whole body is made up of water. So we have to continuously refurbish our cells with water, which is so very, very important, right? And so, again, You've got to find that happy balance. So are you taking breaks, setting boundaries, and finding moments for self-care? If this is something that you feel you're not doing on the regular, then this is something that probably should go in your calendar so that you can start building a habit with it, right? So, you know, put self-care in your ha- in your planner for a day that you are really going to be doing some things, whether it's working out, exercising, whatever you want to do. We've got to pay closer attention and be more definite of purpose of what we need to be doing every day of our lives. And of course, Self-care is one of those things. Last but not least, on a scale of 1 to 10, now this is question 7 in the 7 questions of business leadership. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's my belief level? Now, those of you who have been listening to the show all last year and and my longtime listeners who've been with me for a long time, probably since the beginning of the show, you know what I'm talking about right here. We have to put ourselves in check about our belief level. Now, this is especially true when some things are just not happening. I want to give you some examples of that. Um, you said three months ago or six months ago that you were going to create a, an ebook. Um, you've been talking about doing another website, um, you know, making your website more attractive, making it more user friendly. You've been talking about it for maybe over a year now, right? Um, your sales are extremely low. And you know that you need to speak with a consultant or someone about your sales. You're not quite sure what's going on, but somehow you're you're doing the same thing, hoping for different results, but not getting those results. So you're just continually going on. You're happy just to say you're in business, and that does something for your ego. It does something for your uh, mindset as far as making you feel valuable to you. But at the end of the day, is it really? Is it really helping? Well, when you experience all of these things, these are all side effects that there is a level of belief within you that has totally decreased or it never was there. And you've got to look at what what is your belief level. And also you have to look at what beliefs are necessary in order for you to be successful at your business? Yep, we have different beliefs about different things. And as a business owner, there's a certain type of belief that you need to have that's going to get you to that next level in business. So you must remember, your belief level is tied directly into your actions. If you're taking actions, if you're seeing goals being accomplished, if your to-do items are being marked complete, then these are the things that tell you you're okay. 
And all you need to do is do more of it so you can see more results, get better results, right? So very, very important. So there you have it, ladies, the seven questions of business leadership. I trust that you guys are taking some good notes and that you are uh, paying close attention and having some aha moments as we talk about these seven questions that you need to ask yourself. Ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to uh, in order to help you move forward and hone in on being the CEO of your business. It is 1223 after the hour. You're listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. I'm your host, Queen Trina Newby, and I am so happy to be here with you this beautiful day of February. Uh, As many of you know, the show is every single Monday at 12 noon, every single Monday. And so make sure that you set it in your calendar to listen to Successful Woman Radio Live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time. You can set it as a recurring event. And if you can't listen to the show on a particular Monday, then just go in that particular event and, and change it to another time and uh, to remind yourself to listen to the broadcast, the uh, replay of it, because we do have that available for you. If you've just tuned in again, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. Uh, For those of you who are new to the show, I want to welcome you uh, to the show, and I just want to share with you who we are, what we do. Successful Woman Radio is the flagship podcast, live podcast of WomenAboutBiz.net. Now, Women About Biz is a 24-year-old. Yeah, can you believe we're celebrating 24 years? Women About Biz is a 24-year-old professional personal and business development network designed just for women. Our motto is helping you to become queen of your empire. And so through Successful Woman Radio, what we do is we provide you uh, each month with a theme, and then we break that theme down into subtopics. And every week we come on the show giving you information that you will be able to put to use in your business right away. So it's important for you to have a notepad or something that you deem as your new Successful Woman Radio Journal so that you can take good notes. Many of our longtime listeners tell me that um, they can go back to journals that they have and they can review notes and things that they have made a decision to implement and how much it has helped them in their business and as the CEO of their business as well. And by the way, remember, no matter how big or small your company is, you consider yourself always to be the chief executive officer, the chief boss in charge, right? Absolutely. We're all boss ladies, no matter how big or small our businesses is. And um, I want you to really, really start embracing that. And I want you to start embracing the fact that here at Successful Woman Radio, if you get positivity nowhere else, that you can come on Successful Woman Radio live at 12 noon Eastern and always be able to hear something that is going to uplift you, something that is going to encourage you. That's important. Very, very important. I want to go ahead and talk just a few minutes more about preparing your mind for greatness. And I want to go back and I want to give you again an analogy that I've shared before uh, in past um, shows. And I think, you know, the spirit just touched me today to share this analogy of what it's like 
to prepare your mind for greatness and what it's like not to prepare your mind for greatness, okay? So I'm going to give you an analogy for you to imagine a beautiful, beautiful mansion up on a hill, right? I mean, this is this is one of those mansions that, that just make you go, wow. I mean, you gasp when you see it. You go, <gasps> because it is so breathtakingly beautiful. Okay, and there's these beautiful golden gates at the end of this this winding driveway. And as you are driving your car down and you see this beautiful mansion, the gates open up. And guess what? It's yours. It's your home. Absolutely. But go driving up this winding driveway and it's beautiful. The landscape is immaculate. You see your beautiful home. And as you drive up, you let the garage up. Oh, it's probably like a four-car garage, right? You know, it's like a big garage. You let the driveway up. You let the garage up. You pull your car in and you go in there, but nothing is in there. All of your stuff has been taken. Why is that? Well, it's because you left the doors of the house open. You forgot to put on the alarm. You, you left the door open in a rush. So many things happened that day. And now someone has come in there and just pillaged your home. They've you you feel violated. They've taken things away from you and you yourself have had a part to play in it because you left the doors open. You left everything open, right? Well, this is what happens when we don't prepare our minds for greatness because the mansion Consider it your spiritual mansion becomes your mind, your subconscious and your conscious mind together make up your mansion. It is the most powerful and most important thing of you that you have in your entire life, right? But sometimes when we don't prepare our minds for greatness, that's exactly what we are doing is we are living, leaving the door open. And we we are giving up our own personal power. And sometimes we, we have a big role to play in it and we don't even realize it, right? The times that we don't have a role to play in it is when we have no control over a particular thing happening to us. What we do have control over is how we respond and how we react to it, right? This is why we must keep ourselves strengthened. And we do this through preparing our minds for greatness every single morning. So what are the benefits to preparing your mind for greatness? Well, the benefits to preparing your mind uh, for, for, for greatness, for great achievement, for productivity, first of all, prayer. Your prayer life is strong. You're developing a stronger relationship with the Lord, right? That's one benefit to preparing your mind for greatness. Another benefit to preparing your mind for greatness is that it allows you to strengthen yourself and turn on the internal um, security alarm so that no one is just going to enter your mind or take over your subconscious mind without your permission or without you knowing anything about it to prevent those negative things that you don't want entering your mind 
right? So that's a benefit of it. Also, you strengthen your personal power. Your personal power is a trait that you were born with, that God gave you from the time you were born. And it's something that we lose every day when we react in the wrong way, when we allow negativity to infiltrate our subconscious and conscious minds. All of these things are very key, and we need to be paying close attention to it. Very, very important, right? And so there's a lot of benefits. And then we have a better day when we have prepared our minds for greatness. It's a smoother day because it's on the top of our minds. Sometimes when we have um, a lot of challenges and obstacles in our way, we may even prepare our minds for greatness throughout the day. We may put it in our calendar. You know, um, I've had someone to tell me every hour she had to prepare her mind for greatness when she lost her husband because her mind just kept sinking and going into negative thoughts. And so preparing her mind every hour and praying and setting an alarm on her calendar, it not only gave her something to do and took her away from the pain that she was going through, but it was actually strengthening her and it was softening the pain that she felt from the loss of her husband. So again, this is a very powerful tool, mental tool that we need to be using at all times. God gave us all of these abilities that we can do to help ourselves, to strengthen ourselves, and to block the forces of negativity from impacting us in a way that it leaves us stripped of our personal power. And that's not we not what we want to do, you know? So again, I want to encourage you that preparing your mind for greatness is something that must be implemented. It must become a habit. It must become a ritual within your life every single day. It is just something that happens like brushing your teeth, right? Very, very important. I want to leave you, as I talk about preparing your mind for greatness, I want to leave you with this scripture, Philippians, and let it permeate. Let let it just melt within you as I read it. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And this is my favorite part, right? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything, any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Keep in the positive. Keep in the positive. And so one of the first things we do in preparing our minds for greatness, right, is prayer. We're praying to God in gratitude, thanking him for allowing us to wake up. And I encourage you, before your feet hit the ground, just sit up in the bed, drink you some water, have a bottle of water on the side, get your system all cleared out, do some deep breathing exercises, right? And then go forth with preparing your mind for greatness in prayer. And then after prayer, move on with affirmations, right? And after affirmations, move on with, uh, you know, talking about your day and looking at how that day is going to go and declaring the things you want to happen in that day. At the end of the day, right, you will be very 
thankful for the fact that you prepared your mind for greatness. It's happened to me a lot. Uh, somebody said something or they were rude. I could have reacted in a whole different way had I not prepared my mind for greatness. But because I had prepared my mind for greatness, God kept my tongue bridled. Uh, I was able to put up my, my guard and not allow what someone else says to offend me in a way that caused me to act and take myself out of the mode that I'm trying to be in. Same same thing for other things that happen in my life. You know, uh, I've had some disappointment sometime in business. I've had, you know, clients that say, yes, they want to do a certain thing, but change their mind. And it becomes very disappointing, right? But you can't allow that to discourage you. I've spent thousands of dollars with the hopes of, in, in advertisement um, to have uh, some really generate some really great leads and generate business from that only to not even have two leads come from it. And then you feel like those thousands of dollars was a big loss. By the way, that is tax deductible, right? That's the only saving grace um, that I thought about when that happened to me. But then I, I also girded myself because I could have allowed it to take me to a whole nother place, but I did not because I had prepared my mind for greatness. So at the end of the day, preparing your mind for greatness is like you're a partner to success. And you need to understand, I am not sharing it with you just as a nicety to have some something to fill up the time and the space with on the show. I'm saying it to you because I'm one of those people that I've been there, done that, do that, right? And I know that if you give it the chance, you will see changes in your life through preparing your mind for greatness. You will begin to have those aha moments. I know because, you know, as women, we're some hard-headed beings, right? Oh, my gosh, we're so stubborn. We're so hard-headed. We, refuse, we, we listen to things and refuse to take action on it. Why? I have no idea. I have no idea, but you know, right? And so this is something that you need to do within yourself. So come on, ladies, prepare your mind for greatness every single day. 1237 after the hour, I'm going to go ahead and go on into announcements, right? Um, last week, I, I mentioned that we've got two new programs uh, coming out. Well, first of all, we've, we're have we revamping our Her Dream Startup program. I'm very, very excited about that. And it is, it is going to be a full academy. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about it because there's a lot of new things that's happened that people who are starting businesses need to know about. So that's getting ready to come out the first week of March. And then we also, that's also getting ready to come out around the same time is the Queen System. Now, I am, oh my gosh guys. I am so excited. And as I work on this, as I put everything together, oh my goodness, I, I'm just I'm just full of thankfulness to the Holy Spirit for giving me these ideas and all of the things. Now, the queen system is all about pulling together many of the things that I have talked about to help you build your empire, but it's in a more structured manner. It's in a course format. So it gives you that opportunity to go back, listen, um, implement. We've got worksheets. We've got resources. We've got a lot of different things. But this, this queen system is literally teaching you to really become one of the best CEOs around. 
right? And it's going to help you to hone in on your skills. And so the queen system is for those business women and members that are ready. You are ready to take it to a whole nother level. You're not allowing anything or anyone to hold you back. You're fizzing to go for it. And you are ready to rule your empire. You're ready to take the seat at the throne of your empire, right? Okay, well, then this is for you. The queen system is definitely for you. So again, stay tuned because we're getting ready to start marketing forward. We've got a virtual networking event that is coming up on Saturday, uh, February the 24th. I hope that many of you have taken a look at it. If you're a member of Women About Biz, uh, it's already in the events portal, has been for quite some time. So make sure you go ahead and get yourself registered for it. Our open office is getting ready to come back around as well. And for those of you that don't know what open office is all about, uh, consider it a live event. Remember when you were in college or high school and you studied with other people at the same table, each of you were doing different things. None of you were involved in the other's bit, the other's work, but it just felt good to have other people studying around you. It just encouraged you to study as well. Well, that's what Open Office is about for business women. Open Office is about you virtually uh, coming in on Google Meet. We have prayer and we open it up, and then each person shares what they're the task that they're going to be working on. And then you go about working on your task in 30-minute increments. And then as your coach, you can call me at any time if there is an issue that we can talk about for 10 minutes or less, I will brainstorm with you and help work you through it and and come up with some resources or some ideas, right? And so, um, again, this is called Open Office. And our next open office. I'm looking now to give you the date for it. Our next open office is coming up on Monday, February 26th at 7.30. It is an hour and a half event. And so again, um, I encourage you to go ahead and RSVP for open office. So I look so forward to all of you who are participating in open office and know that I am going to be there to help you and to brainstorm with you. Uh, and the goal is for you to either complete the task or almost complete the task, get started with the task, right? So that is the goal. So if you haven't already, make sure, again, that you go register for the live open office on Monday, February 20th. And, of course, you've got to be a member of Women About Biz to take a part of all of these things. So if you're not a member of Women About Biz, simply visit us at Women About Biz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net, and then click join today and join us. You know, I think that you will really enjoy being with us. It's a different kind of a membership because not only are we working on mindset, but we really pay a lot of attention to implementation, okay? And so, again, I'm very, very uh, happy to be giving you this announcement about the queen system that is due to come out in the beginning of March. So I want to move right on into our hot topic today. So very, very excited uh, to move on to you with the topic, spice up your business with ideas and innovation. Okay, so check it out. Try new things can sometimes be scary, right? I mean, as women, we do have a problem. Now, I, when I say we, I say collectively, right? 
Uh, and so it may, no, it may not pertain to everybody, but come on, we know that most of us do this, right? But trying new things and making a change can be a scary thing. And so sometimes as women, we, we stray away from it, right? While for others, it gives them a thrill. There are women who are very aggressive. They go after it, and it's something that they need in their lives. They need to be able constantly moving and changing. But opening the avenue for change within uh, your business can give you the same feeling. After all, trying something new is a change in and of itself. So what you need to run from is staying stagnant crucial for you to continuously explore new ideas and new innovations. While sticking to what works is comfortable, check it out. Embracing change is better for you. Pushing those boundaries can lead you to exciting opportunities for growth and success. So what I want to do is share five strategies to spice up things and infuse innovation into your business. You got something to write with? Go ahead and get it. Here I go. Number one, is you definitely have to foster the culture of creativity. You know, it's important for you to set the environment of your business, even if you, if it's a virtual thing where you've got other people working with you. So you, you need to really encourage those professionals and individuals who are helping you to share their ideas openly and provide opportunities with those who are helping you with your business to brainstorm and problem solve, right? Recognize and reward innovative thinking. This is going to allow for ideas to be shared more readily and freely. Number two, you've got to embrace new technologies that are coming on board, right? Um, The internet is ever-changing. This is something that I I brought up at the beginning of the show. You know, it's a a lot of things happening, and we've got to stay in the know about it. So you've got to keep your eye on it, whether it's artificial intelligence such as AI, which, of course, we're seeing all over the place, blockchain or virtual reality, staying abreast of technology technological advancement. Well, it can help you identify new ways to streamline your processes, enhance customer experiences, and create innovative products or services. It also will allow you to keep up with current trends so you can be in the know, right? I think it's also important, though, to collaborate with others. So collaborating with people outside of your business, such as other types of um, people who are, let's say they don't do the same thing you do, but they see the similar, a similar target market. I think it's important to collaborate with these types of individuals, but that comes from developing a longer-term relationship with them. Considering forming strategic partnerships or participating in as many networking events as you can, right, so that you can start meeting people. Online is not the only place that it's, it's going on. Offline, there's a lot of things around you and in your community um, that can help you to grow your business. Also, it's important for you to set aside dedicated resources. You know, allocate dedicated resources, whether it's time or money or people that can help you in exploring new ideas and innovations. That's very important. So basically, you've got to make a commitment here that when you get monies coming into your business, some of it might be set aside even if it's a small amount, it may it, it's going to add up, but some of it may be set aside in escrow for you to you to, to start testing out new innovations for your business, right? So that's important. And then last but not least, number five, 
is that you want to always be willing to stay agile and adaptive. In today's fast-paced environment, and it really is moving quickly, agility and adaptability are key to staying ahead of the curve. Embrace your mindset, an agile mindset that values flexibility. Be ready to make a change at any moment. Be ready to respond, right? Be willing to pivot and adjust course as needed based on evolving markets. It's important. And I, and I think one of the things that I, I as I'm reading this and, my, and looking at my script about this, looking at my notes, I, I want you to understand that one of the greatest personal powers that you will ever have is going to be change. And that's what being agile means. It means being flexible. Uh, it means, you know, ready to make a move at any time. And you've got to be that in your mind as the CEO of your business right? Having a a spirit of entrepreneurism is not just about mindset. It's a way of life for you. By embracing change and continuously looking for a new way to grow your business, you keep your business dynamic. You keep it resilient and you keep it in in a place of being poised for success. So it's important for you to dare to dream, dare to innovate, and above all, dare to keep the entrepreneur spirit alive in your small business. This is so very, very key. And so there you have it, ways to spice up your business with ideas and with innovations, which is so very, very important. I hope that you have truly enjoyed the show today and that you are so ready to get yourself out there and to really embrace productivity for the week. So I want to give you some more tips on productivity and some things that you need to be doing. First of all, you've got to go and review your calendar. You've got to go give yourself some time to review the calendar. And one of the things you need to know as you look at your calendar It's no such thing as having a personal calendar, the kids' activity calendar, and your calendar, right? No. There may be an activity calendar that's passed out by the school system if you have small uh, school-aged children. Um, And you may have other personal things that you need to do, but at the end of the day, everything should be in one calendar, Now, whether you choose to use a manual calendar or an online calendar like my favorite Google calendar, um, it's up to you, totally up to you. As a matter of fact, there there is no such thing as the perfect thing that's going to help you to manage your time or manage the time that has been allotted to you every day. The only thing that's going to help you is that you make a pact, a commitment to your calendar that the things that matter most and should be worked on most for you are in your calendar. That goes for uh, setting milestones and goals in your calendar. That goes for tasks. Whatever it is that you need to be getting done, that needs to happen. Even if you need to delegate to someone else, but it's a process, then you need to even put delegate this task to a person, but because delegation might require you to do the description, accountability, or, or give some suggestion for, to how you want them to perform the task. So a lot of things go into that. So it's, very, it's something very important that you need to be paying attention to. Okay. So after you have you know, reviewed your calendar, what you're looking for is to make sure that there are no conflicts there that what's on your calendar is not conflicting with the goals 
that you said you wanted to ha- have happen that week and the tasks that need to get done that week. Because this is something that I see happening time and time again from a productivity standpoint with business women. We have all of these goals that we, we've set for ourselves. We've even had no problems with coming up with a to-do list to support each of the goals. But then we leave it right at that. We drop it on the floor. And then all of these other activities are in our calendar, but nothing is in the calendar for us to have. Planning time as the CEO, uh, to uh, the, the tasks are not scheduled. Follow-ups are not scheduled if we've delegated. Nothing of, of the sort is in the actual calendar. So once you have reviewed your calendar, you still need to make sure in that review process that there's no conflicts, that you actually can flip through your calendar for the week and see how you have laid out scheduling time for you to do the task or follow up with the delegation of the task, right? So very important. Of course, the milestone is a date that you have set that said, hey, this goal needs to be completed by this date. So all of your goal milestones need to be in your calendar. And if there is a task that has multiple parts, you should set a milestone for the task as well. That means that you have to back up to where you are and make sure that all subtasks created for accomplishing that goal are well within the time frame of the milestone date itself. That's very that's very key, okay? So that's one way. And then I've, I was talking about making sure that you schedule as the CEO of your business some personal planning time. And this is something that, that I'm very concerned about for business women because the planning time is just not enough. Well, well what's the cause? What's the cause? What's happening? Why is why are business women not having enough time to function in their CEO role? Oh, it's quite easy. We're too caught up in the labor role. It's that simple. We are caught up in the role of doing whatever it is we want to see happen, whether it's writing an ebook, whether it is um, developing a a script, whether it is creating the most beautiful uh, gift basket design, whether it is the, the best piece of artwork that we can come up with, we're working on it. At the end of the day, women love being very creative. We love that creative side. We love that brainstorming side that gives us that natural high that creates endorphins within us and, and allows us to just feel great about what we're doing. It helps us to feel accomplished. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, it's almost like a drug effect. It, it covers over the, the real thing. And that is, at the end of the day, your bills are still going to come. Things that, you, things that you didn't get done are still going to be needed, right? And so this is why there must be a balance between your creativity and working in the business and working on the business. And the only way to do that, again, from a productivity standpoint, and this is especially true if you are a solopreneur, is that you have to look at the number of hours that you have dedicated to your business each week, right? The number of hours that you have dedicated to your business. And then once you come up with that number of hours that you've actually dedicated to your business, the next thing that you need to do is you need to decide how will those hours be spent. 
So you have three roles that need to be played in your business, right? You have the labor role, which is actually servicing the customer or taking care of the work in the business. Then you have the manager role, which is overseeing and making sure, number one, that the labor role is being carried out, and then also that certain management pieces of the business are being taken care of. That could be um, bookkeeping, updating the website, you know, various things like that. But then you have the visionary, the CEO. Role that's responsible for the overall vision of the company, making sure that um, the company's sales goals are intact. You know how much sales uh, you want coming in, how many customers and clients you want, and also looking at how the company is being marketed. All of that is part of the CEO's role, especially when it's a micro business, right? And so when you aren't doing those things, when those things are not happening on in your business, then this is when you will not see any results. And a lot of the times as women, we are working too much in the business, in the labor role, and not enough business in the CEO role. So say, for example, going back to that, you know, identifying the number of hours you're contributing to your business every week. Say, for example, if you had 20 hours, right? 20 hours uh, that you said you are going to give to your business. Well, then from a productivity standpoint, you've got what percentage of each of those hours are going to go to the the CEO role, the manager role, and the labor role, right? You've got to figure that out. Now, certainly if you have virtual assistants that that are helping you now or you have other team members that are helping, that really helps to eliminate you having to do certain things, right? Um, So you've got to make that decision. But what I recommend is that if your business isn't making money, then at least 40 to 50% of the time has got to be spent within the CEO role. Because what are you doing in the labor role? What are you doing? If you're not making money, your labor role, meaning how busy you are, usually reflects the money coming into your business, right? Now, there are some other labor roles, especially if you are a consultant or if you're a coach, the labor role could uh, not just be about product selling, but it could also be about uh, coming up with the ideas for the product and physically writing the product and looking at ways to produce the product. That's a part of labor as well, but still, but still, if if you're not generating the income that you want to see, then what's going to help you move your business and get some growth going is going to be the CEO role. So that means a percentage of time has to be spent planning and making sure that things are in place. Like when's the last time you really looked at your marketing? Is it even is it even consistent? Have you automated your marketing? You know, what are you marketing? And so you have to, as the CEO, be able to overview and oversee those things. So what I recommend as the CEO is that you make a checklist of things as the CEO that you need to be taking a look at in your business. And each person's business is different, so it should be customized to you, right? But for sure, you want to make sure that you have included within that checklist your marketing Okay, generating leads and sales, those three things. Remember, those three things never change. Keep that ingrained in your mind in reference to being the CEO. 
regardless of all the things that are swirling around that you've got to get done, the three most important will always be marketing, generating leads, and sales. That's what makes the business grow. So include those things in your checklist of things that you need to look at as the CEO of your business. So very, very important. Last but not least, from a productivity standpoint, is to put yourself in check, right? If you're writing all of these things down and you're creating a checklist but nothing is getting done, then guess what? You've got to go back to the, that belief level. You've got to go back to asking yourself, is my belief level where it needs to be to get me to where I need to go? Because when I believe in things, I get things done. And that's the truth for most business women. So I want you to be thinking on those things. Well, we've come to the close of the show, and I hope you've truly enjoyed some of the things that I've shared. It's truly come from my own wisdom, from from the lessons that I have learned, from failures in my life and business, as well as success that I've been achieving. So again, I encourage you to take those notes and ask your own self, how will I put these things into place for myself? Have a beautiful and a productive week, and remember, God has your back. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.